That's fascinating. Yeah. That Again, I don't think they'd be able to fly a plane just simply because no, they're they dead. Wouldn't. No. You know how much those fucking planes are? They're like $62 million. You got to give it to no Fuckboy over here. <laughs> yeah. <that> fucking <laughs> oh, give it to that guy. That guy just punched that, that puppy in the face. He knows what he wants. He's a man. He doesn't take any shit. Punching puppies in the face. Give it to him. <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 9, Monday, June 6th, 2022. This episode, we will discuss Top Gun Maverick and and provide an update on Obi-Wan Kenobi. But first, don't forget to visit our new website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can comment on episodes, write to our email, uh, contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. Email address and web address is also in the description of this episode. Uh, no purchase necessary. Yes, please. Interact. Yeah, interact. You can leave a comment. Other people can reply to your comments. You do not need to put in your email to comment on the episode, so that way, uh, no creepiness. If uh, if you prefer to remain uh, private somewhat, then uh, email us and uh, give us a, a nickname that you want us to call you or... Um, It'd be cooler if he gives a nickname to call Yeah, him. like Chubby Chucker or something. I mean, something fun. But uh, yeah, whatever. Um, comment, berate us, all that good stuff. Have a conversation with other people in the comments. Please. Uh, leave your two cents. If you disagree with us, please tell us why. And then we will reply and tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> so uh, by all means. But anyways, actually, have you seen anything you want to talk about? Uh, I did watch uh, the new volume of Love, Sex, and Robots. Sorry, Love, Death, and Robots. I can't even get the name Gee, right. No, you no, you, you watched Love, Sex, and Wait, Robots. No, yes. you got the name right. <laughs> that's what you call projection, yeah, Jay. That's on uh, Pornhub, <laughs> I think. Um, but uh, no, so is that a show on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. It what I I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen the thumbnail. I haven't watched it. Yeah. So it's uh it's created by Tim Miller, the guy who did Deadpool. Yeah. And I think the new Terminator. Uh. But essentially, it's just an anthology, animated series. Uh, the name's pretty apt. It's either about love, death, or robots, sometimes in combination of all three of those. And uh, I started watching it, I think, six months ago. Uh, one of my buddies mentioned that, hey, you, you have to just take, check this out and see if you like it. And I, I ran through the first volume like in a couple of days. Uh, the last volume was okay, and this third one was pretty good. Okay. I enjoyed it. It are the each episode's different stories yes. then? Okay. So is it like cautionary tales, like sci-fi? Or kind is of. It... It's, it's mainly the realm of sci-fi. Okay. And they're different directors, different writers. Each is told from a different point of view. Different animation styles throughout. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's very entertaining. I I, I like the fact that they're only like 14 or 15 minutes an episode. So you go oh. through them pretty, pretty quick. They're shorts. Um. So the the writing has to be very concise and tight, and you have to convey ideas pretty quickly. Um, sometimes episodes get a little. They, I think that they just get gory for gore's sake. Sometimes where okay, it's like ah, this is a let's see how, how just awful we can make this person die and mm -hmm. how graphic we can make it. But, um, there's some pretty cool episodes that have like famous actors in there. Like Michael B. Jordan is in Volume Two. Uh, Rosario Dawson is in the latest one. Directed by Tim Miller, David Fincher did one in this last this latest volume. Uh, it was about a ship uh, that was invaded by this large arachnid that 
kills like half of the crew members and the, the captain negotiates with the arachnid the arachnid wants to go to one island and the captain thinks of a way to screw him over because he doesn't want to go to that island because he thinks if he goes to that inhabited island it would just kill more people so it's a story about that just mm-hmm. crazy ideas that come out of nowhere and uh yeah i mean it's it's entertaining that's cool you said there's three volumes three volumes Nice. Yep. How many how many episodes about in a volume? Just... The first one is like 19 episodes. I don't, oh, okay. I don't think they thought it was going to go anywhere past the first one. So they try, they just thought they were going to shoot there. their wad and then that would be it. Because the second volume is eight episodes and this last one's like nine. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's cool. I, I like have it. to check that Something out. Something different. I like uh, I like little sci-fi. I love the Twilight. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a different sh- show, but I like the Twilight Zones. I like the Black Mirrors. Yes, it's, um, that's that's a good comparison. It's it, like Black Mirror, where the stories always—I'd say sixty to seventy percent of the stories, like it doesn't end like happily mm-hmm. for the main character. It's always like a cautionary tale, sort of just good, you know, bad things happen sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. got to be in the right mood to watch it. You do, <clears throat> yeah, you do. You, yeah, if you want to be cheered up, you, I wouldn't watch it. Okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, what about you? Uh, nothing really. I watched episode, uh, episode three of Obi-Wan. Oh yeah. Let's get back around to that. Um, we talked about it a little bit last time. Yeah, we did. Uh, the, this episode spoilers, everybody, um, you haven't seen it, but, uh, Vader is in this episode. Mm. And so you see him walking around doing his, doing his Vader thing. Yeah. And the, uh, and then you have in this episode, you have Obi at the very beginning, you have Obi-Wan and Leia in Southern California. And, you know, it's Southern California <laughs> because there's Joshua trees everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. And <laughs> the first thing I thought of was like, oh, they're in Southern California. <laughs> they, went, they went outside. Did they see any? Did you see any orgies in the background or like people doing uh, mushrooms or whatever? Or whatever? Yeah. They were probably back there. I mean, you saw some distant smoke, which was probably that yeah. they called them civilizations or sure. little settlements. But it was a. Yeah. Uh, a mining planet um, that was down on its luck, and that's where they ended up after episode two, and they were on their way to uh, find another port so that way they can hop off that planet to go to the next one. But while they're on that planet, um, they run into an Imperial officer who she has decided to help people um, because she's realized she's on the wrong side, and realizes the empire is not all it's cracked up to be so it's 10 years after the empire and you're having some of these characters realize that okay this isn't a good thing gotcha so it's like thin it's like a thin character arc um well uh for i think she's going to be in more episodes so she was played by oh the lady in game of thrones she was uh Hmm. the saint the mother of the sand sisters um Oh, the Sand Sisters. I'm trying to remember the. <laughs> There's so many characters. Oh God, what did she? <clears throat> um, Indira Varma. Um, she played. It's her most annoying. You know her by sight. Well, everyone had a part in Game of Thrones. Yes. Who's an actor in the past ten years? Yes. So she played Alaria Sand. So you, the guy who fought the oh. mountain. Yes. His Diego Montoya? Wife. Yeah. No. No, wait, shit. That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the um the guy who fought the mountain had his head crushed. Yeah. Uh the Viper, right? Yeah, the Viper. The Viper's wife. Ah. So 
Gotcha. Uh, she was in it. Oh, she's ruthless. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah. She's good in this. Uh, she's good in Obi Wan. Um, she's. <laughs> it's the difference of good acting to where you can oh. be really compelling in a very short amount of time. Okay. And it's there's two characters that stood out in this episode. One was Freck. There's an alien. There was finally an alien. I was going to ask you, were there uh, humans in this one? Is this guy just kind of driving his little um, little buggy around, and he found Obi-Wan and Leia walking around, hmm. and he offers to give them a ride, and uh, that was voiced by Zach Braff. Oh, okay. Um, did he have but, a chicken little thing going on, or was it something different? No, it was just, he just <laughs> sounded like, like you see this like rat-looking alien, and then out, like his voice just pops out. It's just Zach Braff's normal voice normal friendly voice normal, normal scrub voice <laughs> yeah and um but speaking of voices darth vader's voice yeah awesome cool sounded really good in the episode um i heard i don't know i got this off the internet so who so knows it's true, if it's true. Mm-hmm. i've heard that they credited james earl jones as the voice of darth vader mm. um i've heard mm-hmm. rumblings that his voice is actually a composite of his voice from previous recordings. And they used some AI to change, like to create the dialogue. Right. And then I also heard that they take some of Hayden Christensen's uh, inflections. inflections and kind of mix it in there. Cool. Um, so kind of like uh, a movie we're going to talk about here in this episode with yeah. Val Kilmer. Yeah. There you go. And they... If that is true, they do a really good job. I think Darth Vader sounded more like Darth Vader in this episode than he did in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Rogue One, I felt like you could kind of kind of tell so, it's a little bit like he he was just older. Yes. Um, but the voice of Vader was really strong. Um oh other thoughts. Oh, not a lot happening. Okay. <laughs> it's just people walking. Just people walking. Um, people walking and talking. Going from port to port. I mean, there. it doesn't feel like... How's the dialogue? I heard, I heard it's not so much... I heard the acting is subpar, but it's not the actor's fault. It's more just the dialogue is kind of yeah, subpar. It's, the, the dialogue is Star Wars dialogue. Star Wars dialogue has never been awesome. Sure. Um... There was a good moment in there when Obi-Wan and Leia were riding on the back of Freck's barge and stormtroopers came onto the back and he they were posing as other people. And but Obi-Wan and Leia had a brief conversation about Leia's mother. Mm. That was a nice uh part. There was a part where Leia asked Obi-Wan what what the force felt like. <clears throat> and he said, he's like, have you ever been afraid of the dark? And she's like, yeah. He's like, how do you feel when you turn on the light? Oh, OK. And so, I mean, that was a nice metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were some bits and pieces that. The, so the di- I mean, this dialogue, is Star Wars dialogue, I, I think the biggest gripe I have is I feel like there's no story. Mm. Um, it's more of here's things that are happening because they need to happen and it doesn't feel organic. It just feels like, Oh, now we're going to go over here and this is going to happen. Oh, now we're going to go over here and this is going to happen. It Uh, doesn't, it doesn't feel like anyone's making a decision. It feels like, Oh, we're, we're surrendering ourselves to the plot or we're at the mercy of the plot. So it's just, 
it's just filling time. It feels like it. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. It's oh, just, that sucks. And <laughs> so I, it, it doesn't feel like there's much of a story there. It just feels like an outline of events happening pretty okay. much. Um, Is it still centered on Leia like you thought? Uh, no, no, this, I mean, a little, I mean, Leia's with Obi-Wan, so, mm -hmm. I mean, and Obi-Wan is supposed to be the star of the show. Um, it focused on Reva a little bit, Reva, Reva, whatever, Reva, Reva, uh, the Inquisitor, and, um, they're in their little, they, they have a meeting room or a, a planet, a base or something. Um, and then in this episode, uh, they're just like climbing on top like they're playing political games to huh. try and seek favor for in front of vader i was gonna um, say favor from who vader yeah so okay. it felt like corporate uh hmm. crap brown nosing yeah like brown nosing like oh well vader will be pleased vader is pleased i already told him and it just feels like they're mm. a bunch of toddlers sure. trying to meet the their favor. way to the middle or something yeah um <laughs> yeah, way to the middle <laughs> but um uh Obi-Wan does seem, in this episode at least, he seemed a little bit off because he was very short with Leia at the beginning. He's very, does not expect anything good from anybody, mm -hmm. which I guess is, from his experience, is acceptable. Um, he always expects the worst out of people. Um, I think hopefully some of that changes as the show progresses. I, I don't know if they're making more. You I've got three episodes left, Jay. You think they can do it? I I think it's just a mini series, but I think it is. I think it's limited. And if they're not making any more episodes, they better wrap it up because we're halfway through. And I haven't seen really any progression right. from anybody, except there's a small thing from Reva. They were trying to get to a port and Reva comes across this hideout, little hideout, and um, she sees the Jedi insignia on the wall because it, it, it was signed by all these other people that um, have helped out whatever cause of whatever underground railroad that they were like sneaking people in and out. Hmm. And there was a Jedi name written up there that Obi-Wan saw and he's like, oh, so-and-so is here and what's he doing? And um, the lady was like, oh, he's helping as he can when he can and um but then uh reva sees the jedi insignia when she's in the hideout because she's looking for chasing after obi-wan or leia and um you could see like th the way she just looked at it was kind of like that look of regret like right remembering back to who she was so okay my theory of her being redeemed at the end i feel i mean it's, that's it's coming around to that's that. going in line right so we'll see how that goes gotcha um you're really making me want to see this it's <laughs> they obi-wan and vader meet up and yeah they, they fight cool. a little bit obi-wan gets his ass handed to him more or less um but i guess some people aren't too happy about that because episode four episode four he yeah. says last time we saw each other you were the uh you feel like it's been a long time since they saw each other yeah. yeah and which i mean i guess another seven i mean how what was luke was 17 something yeah. 18 probably yeah um and a new hope so it'll be seven years from now so okay. i guess about half time but this is the first time they saw each other after 10 years and when you see vader land on the planet obi-wan's hiding and he's looking out and Vader's walking through. He's like snapping necks of children. 
a little bit, which oh. was kind of nice. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> Just to see Vader as that kind of a person, but he didn't feel as scary to me as mm-hmm. what he did in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Um, that scene was pretty epic. I wasn't a fan of that movie, but that scene. Oh, yeah. It was I thought was really good. And that was the first time I saw Vader is like a badass. A, well, a badass, yeah. but also is a frightening character. Yeah, very scary. Because when I got into Star Wars, I was already pat. I mean, if I saw Star Wars when I was like five, mm-hmm. I think he would have been a lot more scary for me. The but I really didn't get into it until high school. Yeah. And so it was he's like, not he's not crazy. scary. Yeah, he wasn't frightened. Yeah. Um, but in Rogue One, that was the first time that I saw that character. I was like, oh, that I would shit myself oh, if yeah. I was one of those uh, oh, yeah. rebel fighters. Just going around snapping kids' necks, yeah. dish, cutting them in half, uh, bathing in their blood. <laughs> Jay loves it. The um, <laughs> but he's walking down the street and he's and he's killing people trying to draw Obi Wan out. So okay. or to um, inflict an emotional reaction so he could sense him. Just ah, figure out purpose where is to, to draw him out. All right, yeah, and. They did that, and then they eventually meet, and they fight. Obi-Wan doesn't win. Vader gets him in a chokehold. Vader knocks shit down, lights it on fire, and drags Obi-Wan across the fire, and is just like letting him burn, hmm. and kind of playing with him a little bit. Um, the choreography of the lightsaber fight wasn't that good, hmm. but if Obi-Wan is rusty, of course, it's not. I mean, I didn't expect them to do... F- flips and shit i was hoping it wasn't gonna be the yoda versus uh yeah the, they were just gonna start Dooku, the yeah, Dooku uh, fight yeah. no uh yeah <laughs> just all the yoda's like around. a freaking squirrel looking like sonic the hedgehog with a lightsaber yeah they um but i mean eh, i mean they met i looking back on it it would be nice i i think it would have probably played better if they never met yeah or fought but they turned it into a kind of a horror series or like a hmm. um, uh, a hunt okay. to where Vader is close to Obi-Wan or finally within the vicinity. And you just you maintain that level of intimidation that you saw in Rogue One to where he's doing force speeds as Vader. Hmm. Um, maybe that would set a precedent of how come Vader isn't moving super fast and episodes four five and six gotcha but i think it would have been a little bit more intriguing and a little bit more suspenseful if from that point because that's the first time obi-wan saw vader Mm -hmm. before that he was having visions of anakin still in his robe okay and he had a small vision of him earlier in the episode just kind of standing there like looking at obi-wan it kind of freaked him out a little bit but if he saw him as vader and saw him what he was doing i think at that moment if they turned it into a like a runaway sh- like um like that's the main goal okay we need to get the fuck out of here right and move and then that would be the remaining things of the, just obi-wan trying to get Leia to safety okay. trying to get away from the situation knowing that he's not a match for him right now gotcha and you could you would still have that um the hunt of Vader, like always on his tail. And that would be the suspense to where you could have close calls, but they never actually meet. Um, and I think it would build up that meeting in episode four and make that more meaningful. Gotcha. Because Obi-Wan already knows 
what he looks like and knows yep. what he's capable of and being able to see the raw power that Vader would have. And you could you could still show Vader as a badass, but just as a very scary person mm-hmm. to where Obi-Wan then that instills in him. OK, I need to get my shit together. I need to get back with the force and I need to start learning some things because Luke's not going to have a chance in hell because it, it what because of what Obi-Wan have, had seen is just so much greater than what he ever expected. That he remembered. And I think that probably yep. would have played for a little bit better show. But again, only three episodes in. Mm. Maybe it'll get better, but it's it's not it's, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. And they better get there quick because it's you got three episodes. Got three episodes. So get it moving. I feel like they're they're taking their time mm. doing something for some reason. Mm. If they're planning on doing more seasons, then I guess that makes sense why they're moving so slow. But I don't know. I thought it was a I think it's a limited series. So, yeah, I think it is, too. Well, what was the whole thing about the the, you know, the race thing? Oh, we, we had talked about this. Yeah, butt sniffs um, can't uh, come up with actual logical reasons for disliking something, so they immediately flood. I think that people were flooding uh, Moses Ingram's, who plays Reva, her DMs on mm. whatever social media, either Twitter or whatever. Um, they've been sending her uh, threats, just vile shit, mm. uh, uh, racist crap and uh demeaning her because they don't like her character um and then i guess they've been they whoever probably five people in a basement uh probably review bombing the show okay um and be and using that as an excuse or whatever disney's come out and said oh don't do that kind of a thing um obviously and then obi-wan uh did a video uh obi-wan uh <laughs> as obi-wan yeah you and mcgregor uh, did a video a video came out uh I, I saw it last week after after just after we recorded okay uh he's last in his week's car, episode right? yeah he was in his car and he's mm. telling people not to be butt sniffs and so you have that whole thing and it bothers me for two reasons. One, because people are assholes. I sure. mean, how much time do you like? I don't even the people I work with yeah. that I think do a crap job or don't do their job very well or like put any kind of effort in. I don't even call them out on that because fuck it. That's their life. That's their business. Whatever they want to do, that's fine. Sure. But people that I have no connection with and that have that are and also not responsible for the right. lines that they get yep. for whatever. Oh, so so far removed from you. Yeah. It's incredible. That has nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you may like Star Wars, but uh, like, why take time out of your day? She's hired to do a job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, it, it boggles my mind that people have that much free time. I wish I had that much free time. As we sit here. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> talking about it um but god i miss my son (laughs) i haven't seen my i haven't been home in years um the uh Uh, but yeah so i i hate it because of that just stop being a dickhead i mean most people i mean it's it's i'm it's a very small number of people yeah but it's a very loud 
minority and it's just a douchebag thing to do like absolutely i mean think about it how yeah. would you like it you're out doing your job and then some like just a bunch of people are berating you for reasons that have nothing to do with how well you do your job sure um it's just a sh shit situation and have some fucking empathy people yeah um and it's 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 a tv show sure the second with, reason why, with that being said the second reason why it bothers me though is it covers up legitimate criticism mm -hmm. for shit characters sure. <laughs> now i'm sure. not um i haven't seen anything else moses ingram has been in um i so i i can't speak to her as an actress however it's star wars mm -hmm. people are given what they're given Hayden Christensen wasn't that good in the prequels. Not at all. Um, but he's a really good actor. Oh, Shattered yeah. Glass is great, a movie man. everyone brings up. Oh, yeah. um, he's a really good actor. Mm -hmm. And But when you're given dialogue or you're given certain things, there's only so much you can do. Um, I hate sand. But <laughs> It's so coarse. <laughs> the, it scratches me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, George. The... How do you think George uh, proposed to his wife, Jay? George Lucas. He probably rolled out of uh, the pile of $4 billion <laughs> that he had. And uh, he said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> the, but uh, so, I mean, you have that, but it, it's it, it covers up the, the criticism of poor characters. Yeah. And I think Disney and some other companies in the past have hid behind that. I, I feel like they... They love seeing that shit. Oh yeah, because one, oh, this will give us excuse for poor product. Yep, and it, no one learns from it, so they're just like, oh nope, they're chauvinist. Oh nope, they're racist. What we're doing is great work, and these characters are awesome, and the show is awesome. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a bunch of assholes bringing up shit that has nothing to do with the show, but it's you're not dealing with the fact that there is still legitimate criticism that you guys are making shit characters sure. for a beloved franchise. Yeah. And you've made dumb decisions. Yeah. Yeah. There is uh shit's Creek. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that show. It's very good. Yeah. It's funny. The main character is a homosexual mm -hmm. falls in love with a guy who is like, just discovering that they have a whole relationship yep great show mm -hmm. i never i'm sure it's happened let me know in the comments if you're aware of any <laughs> discriminatory comments made towards the creators of that show but uh i i don't remember anyone review bombing that show no. because of that of a homosexual relationship on right. whatever so and the reason and it's not the reason but the characters were also good. I remember oh, yeah. uh, Eugene Levy and his Captain O'Hare. No, his son um, that created oh, the show. Um, I can't remember. <sighs> Somebody Levy. His David. I always want to call him David. David Anyways, Levy. David and his eyebrows Levy. <laughs> yeah, eyebrows. <laughs> um, in the behind the scenes, they they said uh, he, he's like, Dad, I want to stop. Like, can we move on to the story now? And Eugene Levy was like, No, you need to get the create the characters correct right from the get-go mm -hmm. and there was a i mean they were they said they spent weeks and weeks on just characters on who these characters were 
And that shows in the show because most TV shows, you have one season. That's kind of like, eh, like they're still playing with the characters. They're still playing with the narrative structure to where they're still trying to figure things out. I kind of feel like that way with Obi-Wan. Schiff's Creek, nope. Everyone who they were from the first episode. Um, Yep. And so Friends is a good example of they didn't have the characters flesh out in the first season. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And um, but so you have that. I, I think they're just not concentrating on the characters. I think yeah. they're banking on the fact that this it's is Star on. Wars. People are going to watch it regardless. So fuck it. Let's put it out there. Right. Not saying that people that are part of the show don't want to do good work, but it could be constraints. I mean, the people like any business, you're going to have people that care about this and that want to do it the very best that they can. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have people right above them that are pressured by the people above them, which yeah. are pressured by the people above them to get it out on time on budget or under budget and uh to deliver a product right because all it is is content and mm-hmm. i think that a lot of studios are doing that and when they do that it makes a shit product people get pissed off people get overly pissed off for the wrong reasons and then they start lashing out yep i'm not saying they're um they're allowed to do that or they are that empowers them to do that because it doesn't but i think Cor- like corporations are use that as a shield they use the backlash the misogynistic and the racial uh backlash and uh demeaning comments as a shield to protect themselves from any accountability of making a shit product yep and i think that's the main problem no i agree with you um another example ghostbusters answer the call oh yeah shit movie mm-hmm. i haven't seen it I know I can call it a shit movie and, I, and I'm not one to like just bash on something, especially if I haven't seen it. I've seen enough clips to where I know that's not how you do comedy <laughs> to where you. The, Wait, are you talking about Afterlife or? No, I'm talking about the uh, answer that the, they changed the title of it. It's the oh, all female. Paul Feig's one. Yeah, Paul Feig's one. Perfect example of what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Bridesmaids worked really, really well. No one, I don't think, was bashing the shit out of that movie. That movie no. was hilarious. Yeah. And you have, I think, pretty much most of the cast. The same cast. <laughs> from Bridesmaids as you do in Ghostbusters, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And Same director and writer. And I think it's not because Ghostbusters had an all-female cast. It's because they shit on a franchise yep. that people loved. And... They did it very poorly. They didn't take any kind of care Mm-mm. into developing a story or realistic characters or anything that people held dear to that franchise. They just kind of took a shit on and and people get upset. And but then you had some people were just bashing them because, oh, there's women in here. Um, but there's also legitimate criticism oh, to where sure. it's not a good movie. It's, it's not, not a good story, it. but then the studio will say, well, it's just a, oh, it's still a good movie, guys. A lot of people are enjoying this. It's just, it's just these weirdos over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, those weirdos over there exist, but you still made a shit movie. Sure. Like you got to admit that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's why people still watch Bridesmaids and they had to change the title. of Exactly. That's right. But, um, I'm with you. Another yeah. thing that bothered me about that is why, it has to happen all the time, right? To movie stars. 
Oh, yeah. Or not even movie stars. Like I brought up the example of Kim Kardashian. How many death threats do you think Kim Kardashian hate is just spewed in her direction every day? Yeah. It, it, oh, it, it's got to be. It's got to be un- unbelievable. It's one of the. Yeah. And it and it doesn't make it right. But no, it, it is. It, it is one of those things that sadly in this world, it being a celebrity, mm-hmm. it just opens yourself up for that. Yeah. And and it sucks. I mean, it, it it just sucks, and so, yeah, I think they should be prepared for that, and just for that shitty situation. But, um, I don't know. It's, yeah, honestly, anymore, I'm surprised anybody wants to be a part of Star Wars. I, it's been, I don't it, know. I don't know. What every trilogy, it ruins yeah. at least one person's career, mm-hmm. um, or it typecasts them just into that specific role. Um, it's a very it's a vicious fan base sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh God. And I mean, because when, when you have a group of people that just really love something, it's very tough to do. Oh yeah. And it's, and again, it's not, it doesn't give people a right to do that. It's just, I agree. It's yeah, but it sucks. They make so much money that it's hard for me to feel completely sad for them. It's so much money, especially the, the creators themselves, not necessarily the actors. I'm sure they get paid pretty well, but, yeah, just putting it out there because oh, yeah. you know you know the fan base is going to see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, how much effort do we have to put into this, really? And and that's the, yeah. that's the thing, and I think that's that's the crux crux of the whole matters to where I think it's gotten to the point they're releasing stuff too mm-hmm. quickly, and it's. Yeah. They're they're worried. Put it out there. Let's. I, I've been a part of projects to where they want to rush things out to the market. Yeah. And, you know, it's not. Like it gets to a point, even when working on those projects, you're like, what the fuck's the point of fighting something? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I feel for some of these creators that probably, and I'm just, I'm projecting, I'm also assuming that this happens. Yeah. But at certain point, I feel like some of the creative minds behind these properties are probably just like, oh, fuck it. They want it out yeah. by that time. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. I'll go through the motions and, and we can put it out. The there. rest is history. So, but but also at the same time then the people that take the blows they're not necessarily the writers or i mean it's it's the actors in a random role that for a character that probably didn't get thought out of thought out properly enough or wasn't well written enough or comes off in a bad light immediately or yep. whatever so yeah. it it just sucks that the actors take the the brunt, brunt of, of that um yeah and and you never know who's actually responsible because it, it could be the dude that's buried in the credits somewhere yep. that is probably the dickhead that's yes like poking everybody to yeah. keep them moving. Yeah, and I think I think a majority of people are with us, Jay. Uh, obviously, all that shit is on the fringes here. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like the. Oh, you just don't like it because you know you're a racist or you're a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm going to criticize things that yeah. on the same bar. Yeah. As anything else. And, but the sad thing is, is I'm afraid it's going to silence people yeah. because they're because people will watch something. And even if they're not, I, I don't consider myself a critic at all, but there will be things that I watch that I like. I mean, if I get lost in a story, I'll just like any kind of critical mind that I have just immediately goes out the window and I just enjoy the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, If sometimes I'll watch something and I'm like, I don't like that. And 
and I won't know why at first, but if I watch it again, I can start picking things apart to where, oh, that's probably why I didn't like it. That's probably why I didn't like it. Yeah. Other people, there's rules in filmmaking that have been put in place for decades that people follow to get people to like something that they're showing. Moving heroes on screen from left to right. Uh, following the 180 degree rule, which is when you set up your camera and you're filming things, you uh, stay on one side, typically of the action. Just some of these basic filmmaking rules, like key points of editing, matching action, stuff like that, to where when you don't follow those rules, subconsciously, you may not like it. You might not know why, especially if someone who has never studied film or like really took a deep dive into visual media, they may not know the reason why they'll just say, I don't like it, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's an underlying reason, even though if people can't articulate that, they need to be able to feel free to say, well, I don't like that character. Right. Or I don't like that story. I don't like that show and making, putting up a barrier saying, well, all right, well, you have to like this character or you have to like this story. You have to like this movie because if you don't, <clears throat> then you're a racist or you're, a misogynist you're a bad person but you, you can't do that i've heard some people say well you can't you can't judge the show yet because it's not finished no bullshit yeah you can judge it immediately sure it, it's it's a free world out there right like if if you watch one episode of a show and you don't like it you don't have to watch it again I you don't have to con- you don't have to keep watching you don't i mean people you're, you should be able to free to form an opinion um if a show doesn't grab you and you don't like it, great. It's not for you. There's things that I watch that just aren't for me, but have, they're for other people. Let That's me ask fine. you a question. Yeah. Have you ever gone into something and thought, I can't wait to hate this? Has it ever happened? No. No. Because I don't want to spend money exactly. or my time exactly. on something that I hate. There's Masochists no- like to, but right. I mean, I... There's yeah. nothing worse than spending time on something and not liking it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody wants to hate something. Yeah. Especially fans Mm -hmm. of something. And, but I think when, when companies or Mm -hmm. other critics or anybody else starts saying, well, you can't hate this or you can't disagree with this because now you're labeled this person or fear of being labeled that person that kills any kind of growth as for art. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for, I mean, and it takes away the free agency of the viewer to be able to like or dislike something based on something that they may not be aware of. I mean, that's why there are movies that just all of a sudden blow up and are huge hits Yep. because they appeal to the masses for a variety of reasons. And then that's why some movies don't. It's what makes horse races. There's opinions and that and making dictating as far as content dictating content what should be liked for whatever reason is that's that sucks right (laughs) like well you better like this well i don't god does that mean i'm a bad person exactly like no it just means it's a shit fucking story right or it didn't speak to you or the characters weren't good or the camera work sucked the editing was off the i mean it could any number of things but and back to your point though it's star wars too so this is a high bar you're trying to climb here so you got to bring it. It was <laughs> a high bar. That's what I mean. <laughs> when it was special. <laughs> Jay, I'm saying that the bar is still there. It should have been lowered years ago, but for some reason, it's still it's still the world record high yeah. jump for whatever reason. Yeah. The, but, uh, but I think 
I think with existing IP like Star Wars and stuff like that, and this will be the last thing I say to it, and we can. Sure. Do you have something else you want to? No. Existing IPs, it's tricky. God, you're to, such a racist. I know. Jay. I can't believe I'm sitting <sighs> across from you listening to you diatribe. <sighs> Jesus, hate white people. I know. Me too. The, Especially you, Jay. Oh God, you're the whitest of them all. Uh, I, well, <laughs> pale skin. The um. The the thing with IP and loved IP is that it's very tough to follow up a story with something that people that a lot of people love. It can be done and it can be done really, really well, which I think will lead us into Top Gun, which I would not take. I wouldn't say the first Top Gun is on the same bar or same level of fandom is not even close now star wars or star trek or no um uh whatever the marvel universe or anything like that yep um jurassic park or whatever yeah jurassic park uh all that but i think there's some things that you can do that will uh set you up for success later Mm -hmm. um as far as when telling continuation stories or anything like that. Yeah. So building off the existing mythos. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a good segue. Yeah. Want to talk about Top Gun? Yes. Maverick. Ugh. Hold on. Let me. Uh, yeah, you go ahead. You ramble off the, let me, the credits. Uh, <clears throat> the sweet credits. Top Gun. Colon. Maverick. It's a hard colon. <laughs> Directed by Joseph Kaczynski, came out two weeks ago, 2022. Yep, it did. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Written by Jim Cash, based on characters created by Jack Epps Jr., based on characters created by and Peter Craig. I think Aaron Kruger... Oh God! There's a whole bit. Aaron yeah. Kruger, it's Christopher McQuarrie. Air, yep, Christopher McQuarrie, Eric Warren Singer, also. So, yep, a lot of writers. Which, a lot of writers there. Well, two of them, yeah, uh, yeah. were uh, story. Yeah, story, and then the other two were uh, legacy characters. Yep. So, um, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick. What do you think? Uh, it was my favorite movie so far this year. Yep. Oh yeah, I, I think I would probably have to agree with that. Pretty damn good, Jay. Yeah. The only regret I have is I wish I saw it in IMAX. Yeah, I should have yeah. saw it in IMAX, man. Should have. We fucked up. Good. Royally. The, uh, yep. Um. See, this is why I like. I actually enjoyed this movie a lot. So I like talking about movies. That but I you like. go. You go first. I I feel like I was talking a lot in the last. No, segment. that's all right. No big deal. Uh, God, what where do I start with this? I I want. I do want to say the whole time that they were doing the whole mission, I. And then they got to the actual mission. I wanted I wanted Maverick to say to Rooster, you know, use the force, Rooster. Yeah. The <laughs> the lead up to that, when he described the mission and he's like, we got to go down this trench. And I'm like, and immediately I yeah. went back to A New Hope and they're like, and we have a three meter. And exactly. I'm like, it's the same fucking size target. And it's an exhaust port. Yes. And I was like, the only thing they changed, they added uh, two. Uh, you had to hit it twice. You had to hit it twice. Kind of thing. Yep. And then at he the does end, it blind. And at he the end of the movie, blind. does it? Well, I was like, fuck. <laughs> now, even yeah. though they stole the main mission yeah. from A New Hope, mm-hmm. 
is a hell of a lot more interesting than The Force oh, yeah. Awakens. They oh, did the exact yeah. same thing. So this is the third time we've seen this movie. Yes. More or less, or this climactic yes. scene, more or less. Yep. This was probably the best. Easily. The best execution of Easily. that. Easily. Um, Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that and that that would go on to just the action scenes. I mean, unreal. Yeah, it, some it, of the stunts. I was like, I can't believe they fucking did that. It uh, it the cockpit scenes. Oh, I God. think is what really sold it the most oh, because yeah. I mean, one they had to they created a special camera. Mm-hmm. So I think they put the body of the camera in the plane, like then yep. the engine bay or something like like in the cargo area of the plane or somewhere in the plane. And then they ran wires to like the lens and everything else. But you had actors turning the cameras on and off for themselves. Yeah. They had to do their own makeup, like as they're sitting in the cockpit. Yeah. But I think what sold it is the real G forces on the actors, the real inertia, the getting battered back and forth, the weightlessness when they invert the plane. Yep. You see all that to where I was, I was thinking back on star Wars, uh, well, I was at work today because I didn't want to work. And <laughs> um, you, you'd never see that in Star no. Wars. You don't see any Gs. It's always Nothing. super stable cockpit scenes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 plane sequence are just amazing. Oh, it's it, it makes all the difference in the world. Obviously, you have the explosions and everything, which was CG. There was maybe a couple of shots. I think there's only two a shots couple, a couple. Um, that I saw that that looked a little iffy. Like a yeah. little goofy, but maybe something happened to where they decided that maybe the edit didn't feel right. We need to insert a shot and we can't do it physically. But there's only there's only two that I could think of that um I and I can't even describe where they were in the movie. I don't really because re- there's, um, there's a lot. There's yeah, a lot, there's a lot of, of playing scenes for sure. But um it was just it was and it wasn't even that long of a shot. It I think it was probably maybe a second and a half or yeah. maybe a second. And when it happened, I was like, oh, no, that, that looked like you could tell after seeing everything that was realistically flown and then yep, uh, combining that with a, a computer generated shot. It was very apparent, but um, and they did it so well. Yeah, it was very, they, they very topped the original like because I watched the original before I watched this movie. And I did, too. Yep. I mean, I still love the original's action sequences, but you never felt like the G force like this movie or, mm-hmm. or just the especially when they take off of the carrier, like they, they follow Tom Cruise as he's yeah. taking off for the final mission. And it just bumps up real quick. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh shit. Yeah. He, he, because in the original top gun, you felt like he was in control of the fighter jet. Like no matter what, like he was never at the mercy of the, of the fighter jet. Mm-hmm. This one, you feel like, Oh, you got to know your shit. Bro. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. You're, because, you're riding in this yes, thing. You're not exactly. You're not really, <laughs> you, gotta, you have to know what you're doing yeah. or else you're fucked. You know? Yeah. They really, Oh man, I just was very impressed with that. Yeah, I I think this this is one of the few sequels that are better than the original. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I I think that here's why I would say that they improved on the acting, mm-hmm. the scripts better, the story arcs are better, the actions obviously better, and I'll pay homage to the original. They had little beats in there where they paid homage multiple times and they yeah. they could have fucked it up so easily and they never did. Like yeah. there wasn't one moment where I was like, ooh, like I, I thought that they were gonna make the the beach scene cringe. They didn't. Yeah. I, Not I at all. and they kept it in there. They didn't because all right. 
other studios mm-hmm. if they were going to which ones <laughs> disney <laughs> probably sony probably i mean yeah but other studios when they remake some or when they do a a sequel mm-hmm. there's a tendency today to shit on the original thing that people loved so they could prop up the new young cast yeah star wars it's a good example so i'd agree with you um and this this handles it perfectly because they're not shitting on uh pete mitchell nope they're not making him oh he's he's behind the times he can barely keep up he's oh oh he can't handle the g's anymore is it a believable thing the most unbelievable thing for me in this movie is when they threw him out of the bar and he landed on the sand and i was like "Ooh, i was like that yeah. oh that's my gonna, hip hurts that's gonna hurt him tomorrow <laughs> but um but everything else felt believable but it they they paid respect to what people loved like the characters in the situation um they they stayed respectful to that they, did. they didn't make it a yep. joke Nope. They didn't make him a piece of shit or, oh, well, we got to we got to take him down a peg or two because we want people to to concentrate on 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 these people. Yep. That's, um, the, that's the thing I do like that they focused on Maverick. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so tired of the bait and switch shit that I was hoping that they weren't going to prop up like Miles Teller and they were going to do like a it was going to be Miles Teller's movie. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be there's going to be a romantic relationship between him and I can't remember the call sign of the girl in the in the flight Phoenix. school. Phoenix. I thought there was going to be that. It was going to be kind of a parallel of the original Top Gun. And they were going to have Miles Teller be Tom Cruise and Phoenix be uh, Kelly McGillis. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen at all. They don't even touch any of that stuff. It's Maverick. They story. don't. And, but I like how they did it because you could tell. Yeah, they, they probably had some feelings for each sure. other. And I thought they were going to explore that, too. I'm glad they didn't. And, uh, yeah, because that's not it wasn't necessary to the story. No. And um. Because you're 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 going through the story arc with Maverick and the emotional baggage that he's had to deal with throughout over throughout these years with Goose's death and everything mm-hmm. and and you know his relationship with with Iceman like come on yeah that scene with Val Kilmer was that that got me yeah. so well done and and you know it's amplified because uh, I watched I've seen the first half of Val the documentary mm-hmm. and you you for, for for those of you that know Val Kilmer had you know throat cancer and he had a tracheotomy and all that stuff and uh, so. There's the real, there's real life, uh, a real life situation. Uh, you know that he's dealing with that, mm-hmm. and, and they they kind of uh, play on that, not play on that, but they respect that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just th- that scene is just so well, so good. Yeah, and they hit every emotional beat with a that. lesser movie would have just had him dead from the beginning. Exactly, and wouldn't have even tried to had him in it. Yeah, uh, and again, it goes to. The difference of a good actor. <laughs> I know. The guy didn't even talk. It, I, I think it was like the first, it was like the first or second thing he typed is like, I want to talk about work. And then he like, yeah, he, there's like a twinge in there. I was like, yeah. fucking Val Kilmer. Yeah, like yeah. he still has it. And he, he doesn't does. even have to speak. No. Um, but yeah, that scene was great. Um, but they respect it. They respect everything that the original had. Yeah. And yeah, the the uh, the beach football scene they didn't mm-hmm. make cheesy. They could have easily gone over the top they or made have. it made a joke of it or like, Haha, we're in on the joke too. 
No, they, I mean, they, they treat it as like a team building thing, it which I think it, was, it made, made sense. sense. It was positioned better. You still had some of the flexing, yeah, like of course. the, of course yeah, the over the topness, but that, and, but it worked. Um, and it, it made wasn't sense dis- to the It story. wasn't distracting at all. Yeah. No, it's nice. It was a nice touch where they had Tom Cruise playing a little bit. And then he went to the sideline and just watched, mm-hmm. watched them develop. That was a good touch. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I like his character. I like the way they handled this character because they treated it like it's him. I mean, this sounds like a no duh kind of a thing, but, but he's older. Yeah. He was sitting in the bar. He saw the younger pilots, uh, giving each other shit and everything else. And he knew that he was going to be training. He didn't go over there. He didn't introduce himself. He didn't, he let them have their time. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the football game. He's like, okay, yeah, now I'm out. Yeah. Did, Did all that to where he's not, it's not like the Tom Cruise show, although it is, the Tom Cruise show. Yeah. But, um, he's the mentor in the movie. Yeah. For sure. And can I just say, by the way, yes, it is unreal how much better Tom Cruise is as an actor compared to the original Top Gun. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. He, <laughs> he really is. He definitely did. I mean, everything, everything in this movie is better. Of course. I mean, the, the original Top Gun, I'm not going to say it was awesome. We watched it a couple weeks ago. Because uh, my wife had never seen it. Seen it. Um, oh, that. By the way, there's less sweat in this movie. Yeah, a lot less sweat. God, <laughs> so much sweat in that. But um, it's cheesy. It didn't. It didn't age well. The only thing that aged well were the aerial fight scenes. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I mean, and it, and it's not like it was like this. I mean, it's a very product, very like time capsule of the '80s. Sure. It's you have the over the top action you have the like the the 80s machismo mm-hmm. going in um but it, it wasn't necessarily a it's a fun movie but yeah. it was never like art i would no, say it's not art. No, no and i don't think anyone would and it's not it like piece of art. but it's not like one of those movies that everyone goes back to like oh what's your favorite movie top gun like it's maybe i don't unless know unless you're in the navy and you're a pilot yeah I, I went to the navy and all the pilots in my ocs class that well but that top gun that's all they wanted to do. So it was their favorite movie. They all had bomber jackets. <laughs> you all had Kawasaki. So after you guys watched Das Boot, yes, and you five seven one lightly sweating, yes, that's right. You watched Top Gun on the sub. We didn't watch Top Gun on okay. the sub. No, I'm saying the the naval aviators. Did oh, in my okay. OCS class. All right. Yes, that was their that favorite make, movie, that, Jay. Yeah, that would be <laughs> Top their Gun movie. It was. Did you tell them how original they were? <laughs> <laughs> They weren't trying to be original, Jay. Your 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 favorite na- uh, movie was McHale's Navy. Yeah. The um, but uh, but so the original Top Gun wasn't. I mean, it's not like it was. There was like a super high bar to set. No. But I think this movie it took it seriously. Where they easily could have made it into a joke. They could have just made this into a generic, whatever yep. kind of a thing. But part of I think what made this good is that Tom Cruise was involved heavily as a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, to where other properties the stars of whatever is being bracked doesn't have much control over where the story is going right um and i think when you have people that you bring back for a franchise or for a sequel that were heavily involved in the original and you pay respect to them this is what it looks like yeah and you get a better result you get a better movie um i I mean, it, it's 
it's this is how you subvert expectations is this movie. Ryan Johnson should be taking notes on this yep. because this is the exact same movie as Top Gun. You have the yeah. same beats. The same thing. Go to the bar. Oh, he has a, the, a misunderstanding at the bar, a hum, kind of a humorous scene. Oh, he's the instructor. Oh, now we're going to take things from uh, you have a, a wreck. You have um, which spoilers, by the way, but I mean, you have a plane wreck. You think, oh, shit, they died. And you knew you knew the movie, you knew the original movie, but they played off those expectations to yep. keep you guessing to where, oh, they didn't die. <laughs> they survived. There they are. They're fine. They were just in the hospital overnight. They um, you have um, the uh, the scene where you're going back to Top Gun. Yeah, it's the same. It's Ed Harris playing yep. the the bald captain yep. from the original. It's the same scene. Yeah, Mr. Strickland. Yeah, and um, <laughs> but I mean, you you have the same beats, but they change it and they they play on that expectation to where and the and your knowledge of the original mm-hmm. movie. And I think obviously, I think you need to watch the original movie yeah. before you watch this. They do recap stuff. You don't necessarily need to watch it. But I think it's more enjoyable if you do, because if you're familiar with the story structure of Top Gun, then you have some expectations for the sequel yep. that kind of get toyed with. I think if you watch the original two with Anthony Edwards' performance, he's such a lovable guy in that movie. Mm-hmm. The it, it, the emotional beat hits harder because, uh, you know, he dies in the original one, and then this a majority of the storyline is the relationship between Maverick and Rooster, and how Maverick's been coping with Goose's death for decades now. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I think that's highlighted or it gets elevated because Anthony Weffert, Anthony Edwards is just so likable in yeah, that movie. He is, and it, it it helps you. I didn't Miles Teller, I think, did a great job. He didn't I didn't buy him as his son until oh, I got, I got <laughs> sorry, keep going. Until they crash land. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, he does the 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 <laughs> piano thing, but when uh, after he saves Maverick and his plane gets shot down and it's him and Maverick behind the enemy lines, the like when he's like kind of following like Maverick, like, OK, now I'm I'm a kid in the situation now mm-hmm. again. Like he not that Goose felt like a kid, but um, in the uh, original movie. But it was those scenes to where he wasn't so like angry at Maverick that that was the first time I, I was like. There's Goose's There's son. Goose. Yeah. Yeah. And because you ha- you get those traits yep. from your father, whether you think so or I mean, yeah, eventually. And um, I think that was the first part of the movie to where I was like, oh, there he is. And to just because he didn't have that anger yeah, with him. Anymore. I agree. I thought Jennifer Connelly was great. I like the whole. Uh, I mean, that relationship was done very well. Uh, I, I like the scene where he's sneaking out. And the daughter. Yeah, the daughter. I thought they were going to make a stupid joke or whatever. It was funny. But then she says, please don't try to break her heart again. Mm -hmm. And then she walked away. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I like it. When I I think about it, this movie is just, I can't believe how good it is. The first, I was sitting in the theater. We were watching it first half. I was like, no, I don't know if I'd ever, because I don't know if I'd watch this movie again. Mm. And after... Once we got to the climactic scene, the mission, I was like, I was like, these scenes are <laughs> really, really fucking good. But I, then I was still thinking, I was like, I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. sit through 
an hour, hour, 15 minutes to get to this point again, similar to Sp- Spider-Man No Way Home. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if I want to sit through the non-movie before I get to my favorite part fan service part. Yeah. yeah. And um, but after thinking about more and more, I mean, I would have to agree with you. Like, I think one, I want to see the bonus features. I, oh, would, yeah. I want to see the making of this oh, for really sure. Really bad. Yeah, me too. And um, I think there's probably some really good sound design in mm-hmm. there that would be awesome on a home theater. And I think uh, I, I think it's very rewatchable. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, everyone does such a good job. And I think because they I mean, they're respectful to the source material and yep. it's not changing things for the sake of changing things it still makes sense as a story. Yeah. And th- that th- again, same story beats as the original. He goes, you know, Jennifer Connelly lets him into the, was it the same house? It feels like it was on the same it corner. It looked very similar. Like, the same house. It looked fence. very similar. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I was like, Oh God, I hope they don't do a cheesy sex scene. I don't think they're going to do that because they're, they're doing so well at this point mm-hmm. and it's not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And it's actually them sitting in a bed talking to each other. Yeah. Like an old couple. Mm-hmm. It's like perfectly done. Yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, Which uh, Cooper, by the way, Cooper, this is a shout out to Cooper. Uh, <laughs> we were watching Top Gun together uh, and we were, you know, the sex scene comes up with the blue tint in the original with Kelly McGillis. <laughs> and I'm like, they're using way too much tongue here. God, she's looking his chin. <laughs> Cooper goes, yeah, that'd be the point where I just walk out and said this isn't going to work out. <laughs> I was like, you got it, Coop. That's how Top Gun should have ended. Oh, <laughs> uh, suck on my eyeball. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Man. But um Yeah, I, I think the flying scenes. Flying scenes are amazing. And this is I think this is where movies need to not necessarily concentrate on spectacle, but movies are able to have the budget for this to be yeah. able to go through over the top production to show something that isn't normally seen a lot and that's i miss that about movies i think that's why i like christopher nolan films he does a lot of practical things um i can't believe that one stunt where he did like a somersault like it wasn't tom cruise's plane it was like the mig that was chasing them it did like a somersault in midair and it flew i was like holy shit Mm -hmm. what the fuck yeah the the, yeah the acrobatics in this is that was nuts. Like good. Whoever I mean, that is. Uh, and I hats think off. Bravo. I like, I think it did well for this movie to concentrate on that mission. The entire movie. Yep. Because you saw how difficult it was. It mm-hmm. wasn't just a, Oh, Oh, here's what we got to do. You got to fly through a Canyon and blah, blah, blah. And then, yep. Oh, you got that. They, they really dove into it and showed how difficult the maneuvers actually were. And and I think that paid off a lot more in the end because you already had that background information like this is incredibly tough. Yep. Um, what a great choice, by the way. I was like, because they were losing hope. They kept failing the mission. I'm like, Maverick, just do it. Just mm-hmm. inspire some hope yeah. here. And they did it. I was like, yes. See, that's good script writing yeah. right there. And it makes sense. It's smart. Yeah. Yeah. The such, I mean yeah obviously if you're listening to this hopefully you've seen it if not you uh oh well what are you gonna do <laughs> but Too bad. but go watch it it's still yeah. good i mean the i well tom, tom cruise mission is to save movie theaters and i gotta say he's 
he's doing a hell of a job so far. Yeah. My God. I I mean, this is when you put the love and care into something and you have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's this is the result. I mean, not that this is like the greatest movie ever made. No, I don't think so. But it's probably one of the best movies in a while that have come out. Yeah. And, and see it in a theater for sure. Yeah. And sure. um it has uh rewatchability. Yep. It's um Tom Cruise gives a little introduction at the beginning. Yeah. He thanks the fans. What a novel idea. <laughs> what a novel idea. Thank you for coming to the movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He uh nice touch. Yeah. It's I liked uh In Love and Memory of Tony Scott at the end. That mm-hmm. was a nice little touch too. That was yep. cool. Which um, FYI, uh, the the OG Michael Bay before Michael Bay knew he was Michael Bay, watch watch the original Top Gun and you'll see a lot of orange and blues, you'll see a lot of sweat, just people just sweating, yeah, just in orange light, yep, um, over yeah. the top masculinity and all that's like just <laughs> that's Tony Scott baby, but that's all right. I Michael Michael Bay went to the school of Tony Scott. Yeah. So normally on this podcast, I would I would say, you know, I don't like to just shit on movies. If I don't like it, I would say, here's how I would make it Mm -hmm. Uh, for this one. I probably wouldn't change anything. But if I could nitpick on something, I wrote a list down. Yeah, I'm going to nitpick. Oh, yeah. 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 Tom Cruise would not still be in the Navy. I I was going to ask your opinion because I I wanted to because you you've been in the Navy. (laughs) I've been in the Navy. I I wanted to ask you. There are no how captains many, that old. How many jails were? Um, how many? How many prisoners of like? I don't know. I guess how many criminals? I guess would that movie have made a lot? To where you have Maverick, you had uh, Rooster, you yeah. had. Um, trying to think who else like Hangman or yeah, just they set rules. Then you cannot violate training exercise rules. You can't do it. You, the, they would not. They're like, you're out of here. The, nope. Yeah, when he shows up to do the the canyon run, I was like the fuck did he get a plane exactly like how do you you can't. like well that and he flies at the beginning of the movie he's on his bike and he goes through the security gate yeah i don't care who you i'm pretty sure no matter who you stop are to check that id you have to stop <laughs> at the security gate there's like, oh there's maverick on his cool little bike <laughs> yeah that one i i picked that i'm like that doesn't happen no you can't just Oh, Maverick's coming. Maverick's coming. Open the gate. He doesn't no. like to stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has a need for speed. Yeah. He, he wouldn't have been in the Navy as a captain that long. They force retire you out. If you don't keep promote, being promoted, they just mm-hmm. push you out. You're not going to be a 59-year-old captain in the Navy. It's not going to happen. Um, and Miles Teller's too young. He's like eight or nine years old in the movie at Top Gun, the original one. Uh, he's probably like five or six. All right. Well, add 36 years. So he's supposed to be a 42 year old guy. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. They, they messed up a little bit on that. Yeah. That, it's forgivable. Yeah. It's a nitpick. Uh, he'd at least be a, you know, a Lieutenant commander commander by now. And he's a, he was a Lieutenant. So, and I wanted more Ed Harris. I, I wish that Ed Harris and John Hamm switched yeah. roles. Cause I just love that Harris boy. Mm-hmm. John Hamm was fine. I'm not shitting on John. Hamm, no, I, just, I Ed love Harris Ed Harris. He's more of like a, I feel like Ed Harris would be the supervisor of Tom Cruise and not John Hamm. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense to me that Ed Harris yeah. would do that. Um, I don't think the character of hangman would be allowed to fly. 
You know why they call him Hangman? Because he just leaves you hanging. Yeah. So like, I was like, well, why is he fly. on that team? <laughs> exactly. Like, I wouldn't pick him just because, like, yeah. the first day of school, like, oh, yeah, no, I never hang, but yeah, you're, you're fucking gone. Exactly. Like, if you can't rely no. on the person next to you. Yes. You, I swear you'd get to dismissed yeah, or discharged or something. Like, yeah, you wouldn't be they able to fly. They wouldn't let you fly a plane. No. I was like, that's his nickname because he leaves people hanging? Yeah. No. And you're bragging about that? <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to look out for number one, flying planes, stroking peens. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did think they overused the... And again, very nitpicky. I, I, did, I can get over it. The Is Maverick dead trope. So they did the first test run scene, the very opening, like, is he dead? Mm-hmm. And then saving Rooster with flares, is he dead? And then getting saved by Hank before they get, you know, they were uh, going to get shot down by the enemy MIG. Hangman comes and saves him. So it was like that moment of, are they going to die? <laughs> Just kept going. And, are they dead? Uh, but yeah, that's it. Those are all my negatives. I would, uh, I would say my nitpicks. Nitpickies. Nitpickies. Um, one of my pet peeves in movies is when they state the obvious. So there's there's a couple of things to where or not state the, they state the obvious or they tell they don't show. So there was a there I think there was a scene like toward the beginning when uh, Tom Cruise reports to Top Gun in front of John Hamm and then uh, oh the guy who played Warlock. What a name, by the way. That's a fucking call sign. The, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. He's in front of them, and um, John Hamm says, oh, and you're the death of your Rio, or blah, 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 and um, of, uh, of Goose, uh, Bradshaw, and uh, then Warlock's like, well, he was cleared of all wrongdoing. Like, they're saying that in front of Tom Cruise. Like, if I was Tom Cruise, I'd be like, yeah, I yeah. know, guys. <laughs> thanks for thanks for fucking bringing it up. <laughs> like, thanks, guys. Want to talk about my dead parents too? Yeah, and and I know they did that because yeah to inform the audience. But if you hadn't seen the original one, yeah, if you hadn't seen the original, obviously he was cleared of any wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Else he wouldn't be there. Well, neither would Hangman. So I guess maybe that's <laughs> true. It's the Navy. They just let assholes fly jets. <laughs> you want to kill your partner? That's okay. <laughs> The, uh, my name's Axe Man because I chopped up my whole family. <laughs> the Navy let me in. I got an axe to grind. <laughs> Call me ejection because I disengage all the ejection sheets in the plane. <laughs> um, uh, but the, I mean, so there was a couple of parts like that to where they were just, it was just uh, not uncomfortable, but it was just awkward dialogue of stating things that happened in the previous movie just for the sole purpose of educating anybody in the audience that didn't know what was going on. Right. Um, that's just a eh, nitpicky thing of mine. The flashback scenes. I know. I mean, I just, was there? Oh yeah, there yeah. was. Sorry. Um, I forgot about them. You're right. There were, I don't. Did you notice they didn't even have Kelly? Like they cut the scene where they're singing great balls of fire and Kelly McGinnis would come up and sing with them right before her face shows oh, yeah. up. They just cut. I, I was like, you fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> if I was killing the gills, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can't even get in a flashback scene. But yeah, I I uh I didn't like the flashback scenes. Um I the oh, what's her name? 
Jennifer Connelly, Penny, Penny. There was, eh, I mean, I I think it worked. Um, I think they, I read somewhere that it's alluding to a character that he dated. Yeah, the admiral's the, the admiral's daughter, and that's yeah. supposed to be her. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. I'm glad they didn't explicitly come out and say that's the Ad- admiral's daughter. Right. right. Um, well, they do a flashback yeah. of that. Yeah. Their relationship, though, um, I think it worked well, but at times it felt like it was a different movie than what uh, than what they were doing. Um, but I mean, overall, I think I think it worked. I was expecting, kind of disappointed, but I thought it was just going to be an all-out dogfight at the end oh yeah like after they uh hit their target and they went up they dodged the sams um and the two bandits started going after them i thought that once they hopped in the well i thought afterwards before maverick was shot down or when maverick was shot down that john ham would go ham on everybody (laughs) and he would just well well played to where Maverick's down. I thought they were going to do a fuck it, send everybody. And then it was just going to be a massive dogfight to try and gain territory really quick to, but that wouldn't make sense. I mean, I I think the way it went, I think went well, but I was still waiting. Then they hopped in the old F 14 and they were flying. I was like, there's going to be a whole slew. Like everyone's going to come back. And, um, I thought they were going to do that. They didn't still fine. Um, the, at the end, I knew they were going to get saved. Um, the before Hangman Freedom, and I kind of like that uh, scene with Tom Cruise, to where he was just kind of talking to himself. Mm-hmm. To, it was like it, it, it can in this way, it, yeah. it, not this way, please. And <clears throat> I like that. Um, but they had to have the scene to close out the movie on the carrier with Tom Cruise and, and Miles Teller. The same way the Iceman and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was like, they have, that's yeah. going to be, yeah. so they're not going to die. I knew yeah. they weren't going to die. And well, part of me, like before when they were, when Maverick was leaving on the mission, I thought, because they slightly changed things. And I was like, I wonder if Mavericks is going to sacrifice himself to save Sla- Rooster. I, you're right. Yeah. And, um, I thought that was going to be the thing to where he was going to die. Um, because I mean, I, I, and that's, that was the, the the good thing that this movie did so well is that it was following beat for beat, but you were waiting for something. Mm-hmm. And the way they positioned it to where if they kill, like it, I could, most movies you watch, you watch a Marvel movie, no one's going to die. Yeah. You're aware of the contracts. You're aware of, yep. um, there, there's no stakes. There's no stakes. Yeah. And, and you know there's no stakes. There's a lot of movies nowadays to where you know, oh, well, yeah, no one's going to die. This is all going to end out fine. There's no suspense. There's no, um, I guess, concern for the characters because you know they're going to be fine. <clears throat> this is the first movie in a long time that I've watched to where I didn't know if he was going to die or not. And I was trying to prepare myself. I'm like, all right, you got to keep your eyes dry if he dies. Yeah protecting the son of the pert i know i know yeah uh but dennett uh survived i mean but i mean it's just a testament to that movie and how well yeah it's written and it's not like shakespeare or anything but it's it's a very well written movie oh absolutely and it keeps you engaged and keeps you guessing Mm -hmm. to where you don't know where it's going to go um 
<laughs> I went from nitpicking to back to praising. Yeah, but, that's I how mean, good it is. But that I I think that's the beginning's slightly a little bit slow. Um, the uh, hangman character. Mm, I mean, I know he was supposed to be the ice man of this movie. Or Do whatever. you know anybody who's that big of a dick? <laughs> I don't because <laughs> like, I don't hang out with those people. <laughs> Like organically, I'm like, like I'll act people that like way. This don't exist, do they? I'll act that way sarcastically sometimes, yeah, but yes. yeah, no one. Is, I don't know anybody that no. is serious like that. And if they no. were, I don't think I'd be. That person has friends. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. That Again, isn't... I don't think they'd be able to fly a plane just simply because no, they're they dick. <laughs> no. You know how much those fucking planes are? They're like $62 million. You got to give it to no fuck way. boy over here. <laughs> yeah. <and I> fucking <laughs> oh, give it to that guy. That guy just punched that, <laughs> that puppy in the face. He knows what he wants. <laughs> He's a man. He doesn't take any shit. He's punching puppies in the face. Give it to him. Oh, yeah. But. I, so I hope they don't make another one or I, spin it off. I, I thought it ended perfectly. And I wanted to mention that too. I hope. I hope they don't. And I don't think they made this expecting to make more. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. And it, I think because of that, it makes for a better movie. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. could they make another one? Sure. Would it be as good as this? I don't know. Like you'd have to. Um, I with the what with the way they did the flying scenes, I would not be opposed to seeing another one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if as much care would go into it is what this one did because this has been in development for a long time, long time. Yeah. Tony Scott wanted to make the sequel. Yeah. And I mean, was it like 10 years or something like that. They started working on this mm-hmm. and I, I think them just making this just standalone stories. Movies are supposed to be yes. standalone stories. You get a sequel. Great. Still, Another standalone story. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and if you made a spinoff or another sequel to it, it doesn't have the same emotional baggage as this story jumped off with. Yeah. Yeah. What I would mean, you do? Yeah. Like Maverick story is wrapped up now. He's mm-hmm. content. He's going to live his life with Penny. Him and Rooster have a good relationship now. What are you going to make it about? Yeah. What's the next story about? It's not going to be it, like you don't want to make one about rooster oh now here here's rooster he's got to find a wife him and phoenix have finally got to right. hook up and and they're both bird call signs phoenix and rooster, rooster. you're gonna have a kid named duckling <laughs> it's gonna be it's, good. it's gonna it? be ugly though top gun <laughs> birds of prey <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah. um yeah, but, so I, but, I hope I hope they don't spin it off. I, 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 it's perfect. It ended perfectly. Yeah. I it's a great example of just make a good movie. Yeah. Just make a good story. Don't yeah. leave it open. Don't expect because I think that you you handcuff yourself when you're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna leave it open for a sequel. No. How about you just fucking end it? Yeah. And if it's popular, then make a sequel. Because I mean, typically with a movie, uh when I was in college, there was a saying to where whatever story you write. It's supposed to be that main character's most important story of that person's life up to that point. That's I like that. So that's a good basis to make a story. Yeah. So you can't go any further in Mavericks. 
I mean, unless I, I guess he has he has a kid no, of his own. No, I mean, not. obviously, but it's not going to be. He'll be it, dead. He'll be ninety. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> by the time he hits Top Gun. But that's the thing. So that. God damn it, JC. Stop it. Now that's what they're going to do. But, but he's going to have a goddamn kid. But that's why you can construct movies to where it's a standalone story. This yeah. is the most important story of this character's life. And then if it does well, great. Then you can make it another sequel. But and that's why you always have to up it is because what's more important than what happened previously? Well, you have to go either a different direction or do some kind of mm-hmm. thing like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I hope they don't. I think this is a good would the would a sequel make money? Absolutely. Sure. But if the story's not there, it's not going to be as successful. I say that full knowing full well the Star Wars or the Transformers uh universe exists. <laughs> I think but, they're making another one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the <laughs> but uh, I mean I don't it's not gonna be as good unless the story is <laughs> there, but someone has to figure out a story and yeah. and it took somebody 10 years to you can tell they crank. took a lot of care into this movie. i mean you had so many yeah. writers trying to figure this out yep and you had again something that you you already had a foundation that people loved if you go with something completely different who are you targeting again who are you making something for are you making stuff for the original fans oh but you're not going to have any of the characters that people love in it yeah then they're not going to love it no so and again this movie it respected what the fans loved and it treated that with respect. Absolutely. Um, great example of how to make a sequel to it. So well done. Yeah. So well done. Yeah. Do you have anything mm-hmm. else on this? I don't think so. God, I kind of want to see it again. I do too. I want to see it yeah. again. And I'm it, I, I, everyone is good. I mean, <clears throat> uh, Monica Barbaro, I liked her character. She played Phoenix. Yeah. I liked her and uh, Bob. <laughs> what is yeah. it? Bill Pullman's son. Louis um, Pullman? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were really good. The, uh, yeah, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller. I think Miles Teller was really good in the, which he's, he's very good. Yeah. He, he was good in whiplash. I didn't see, I didn't see the fantastic four. Um, I saw project X, but it was like, I think it was a long time ago, long time ago, which mm-hmm. that's, that's not a movie. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, Monica Barbara, John Hamm. I love John Hamm. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, Ed Harris, small role, but still, you know, the roof flying off the. Uh, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, when he's flying the test, um, the test plane yeah. to do Mach 10, uh, he flies over Ed Harris <clears throat> and the roof flies off a little bit mm. from the. Uh, yeah. In fact, that happened. Really? They had one shot to do that. Wow. And the roof actually. <laughs> imagine being responsible for killing Ed Harris. <laughs> <So> that <laughs> thing fucking caught wind and. <laughs> But yeah, it'd be like a scene in the boys. Yeah. <laughs> the windshield shatters and he gets like blasted by shrapnel. <clears throat> yeah, that that wouldn't be good. But no, I was gonna mention that it cost eleven thousand dollars to rent an F uh eighteen for one hour. Money well spent. I know, I agree. That's where budget should go. Yeah. God. I know. Thank God for Tom Cruise because I know. if he wasn't involved, this would not that this would have sucked hard very hard and the hardest of hards <laughs> i'm glad people like him exist in the movie industry because yeah. i mean it, it's a be great very wonderful, boring it's a great wonderful movie going experience that's mm-hmm. why i like going to the movies yeah this, this is 
this is the most enjoyment I've had in the movie theater in a it's long great. time. It's awesome. It's uplifting. It's a happy ending. Yeah. It's uplifting. Oh, mm. and guess what? There, there's no. I mean, I mean, there's, there's just good. Pe- it's movie with good, good, good people, people, except for Hangman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang- but even he kind of redeems himself at the end. Yeah. There, so there you go. See, everyone's yeah. redeemable. The uh, is it, yeah, uplifting story, happy ending. I mean, and everyone, and no one's the asshole. Like yeah. John Hamm's supposed to be. Uh, he's just doing his job. He's doing his job. He's reasonable. And yeah. and he's not a hard like he's not like oh, fucking hate people. Ah. And yeah, you you saw the concern. Like one of the, his best line delivery, I think, in this movie is when he told him to launch. Yeah. And or yep. when he said commence the attack or whatever. Yep. He said in one <laughs> line, you had the like I felt the weight on his shoulders of like just the responsibility that yep. he has to answer to because he realizes that okay i'm probably sending these people to die yep and there's um, no turning back now yeah and he doesn't he doesn't revel in it and no. he's not he's also not a heartless asshole i mean it's um it's just good good all-around characters yeah so a plus yes. my favorite movie so far this year it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to top it i think it's real cinematography is just so <laughs> awesome it too. is like it's just yep. it's crisp re- yeah, so crisp. It's nice. Looks so good. It does. They use the same animation mm-hmm. during for the for the mission as Star Wars. I know, like the little thing going in the. Seriously, he should have said, "Use the Force, Rooster." <laughs> <laughs> you get it from that movie? As he's doing a one eighty over the mountain. The whole time I'm thinking, "Is this the fucking Death Star? What are we doing here?" It's the same thing. The it is fine. Yeah, it's the. Yeah. Third time we've seen that in, yeah. in a movie, and it's the best iteration. And by of the it. way, where the fuck did they build this bunker in like a volcano? And I was like, this is so deep. I can't <laughs> logistically, this would be a nightmare where to build. How are they going to get a truck in there? I don't know. I have no idea. Unless there was a side road we didn't see. At that point, I'd be like, well, why don't you just fly on the side <laughs> instead of going to these ones? Anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's some, yeah, there's some stuff in there, but it's, it's good. Great. It's awesome. Highly recommend. I kind of want to grow my mustache back. Do you? A little nice. bit. <sighs> yeah. Wear a Hawaiian nice shirt. Thick. Okay. <laughs> Go play some, some beach football. Well, I don't know about that far. You know, <laughs> sports. Sports. I don't want to sprain an ankle or sure. break a nail. That's right. I'm fragile. <laughs> but. All right. All right. Anything else? No, nah, I think I'm good. Go see it. Go see it. So support this movie. Right now. Hopefully they don't make a shit sequel. I hope not. Uh, no spinoff, please. Top Gun, colon, limp dicks. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> join us next time as we talk about the 2021 horror film, Candyman. Mm-hmm. That came out in 2021. It sure did. Also, uh, come on our comment on our episode. Do you agree with our uh, take on Top Gun? Do you agree with my take on Obi-Wan? Do you agree with anything? Do you have an opinion? Do you not care? If you don't care, let us know in the comments. Just say, <laughs> hey, douche, I don't care. And if you're in Council Bluffs, please comment. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's going on there? <laughs> so, but again, yeah, uh, go to our website, um, 
acastwithnoname.com or email us at contact.acastwithnoname.com. Email is also found on our website, also at the bottom of the episode. Send us any questions you may have, any movies you want us to review, but uh, yeah, let us know. Let Um, us know. But uh, we will talk to you, or you will hear from us next week when we talk about Candyman. Thank you.